Welcome to another episode of Can't Stop the Growth. I'm your host, Chad Peterman, and today we are going to be talking about the concept of extreme ownership and taking responsibility. Ownership when it comes to leadership is, I think, one of the most important things. Is the leader going to take ownership of the people that they are leading? Are they going to take ownership of their actions? You know, when someone makes a mistake that you're looking after, ultimately that's your fault as the leader. You need to understand that if they're doing something wrong, you need to dive in and find out why and how you can help them. And so I've got a little bit of audio that I think explains this a little bit further um, and goes into this concept because it is, it is somewhat, somewhat counterintuitive if you think about it. And so this, this audio is from a future leader series meeting here at our company, Peterman Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. And uh, we'll jump right into that and you guys can uh, hear what we have to say on ownership and responsibility. What is it that you as the leader own? Well, you know, as we've talked before, the biggest thing that you own is your own actions uh, and what you're doing. Very difficult to lead others if you first can't lead yourself. Um, And and I think this is one of those things where um, we see so often where, you know, a person is put in a leadership role yet they still struggle to lead themselves. Well, it's gonna be awfully difficult to follow somebody uh, if they can't so much as lead themselves, how are they supposed to lead others? And so, you know, that is for me, one of the big things when I look at, you know, my personal responsibility as a leader, or I look at, you know, putting someone in a leadership role, can they lead themselves? Do I lead myself every day Um, Am I doing the things needed uh, to be a good leader? You know, is is that, you know, showing up on time, uh, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, you're asking people how their day, just the little things that that lead to being a successful leader. And I think that the other characteristic in in a leader when it comes to, you know, like the article talks about being a resource Uh, leaders make leaders is as a leader apart from you know following or 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 just being just a manager is you've got to take ownership there again of your own actions and you've got to take ownership of those that are following you's actions Uh, you know the the big thing um, I, I, I read um and sometimes listen to a podcast from a guy named Jocko Willink. Um, he is a former Navy SEAL, one of these, you know, badass guys that, you know, goes and you're glad he's protecting our country type. But uh, he, he wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. And in it, uh, he talks a lot about in the SEALs uh, and in their um, uh, units, I don't know if I'm getting that, that terminology right, but uh, in kind of their group or team, uh, you know, as the leader, he always believed that if anything went wrong, it was his fault. No one else's fault but his. Even if, uh, you know, some guy, um, you know, over there didn't do what he was supposed to do, ultimately that was his fault as the leader. 
And that is something when you first hear it, it's like, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, if someone screws up, you know, that wasn't my fault. Um, but I think that's where leadership truly comes in is when you're able to take responsibility and that accountability for the actions of the people that you're leading, that's when you truly become a leader because what that's going to do is it's going to force you to look inward. And as Alan stated uh, earlier, you know, what didn't I do? Did I not give them the right direction? Have I not prepared them enough? Have, were the directions unclear? Um, have I not spent enough time with them? Whatever it is, looking back and saying, well, that's my fault. I've got, you know, it, it, they didn't do it right, so I, I've got to figure out a solution. Um, it's a very tough thing to do uh, because the natural progression is usually you start somewhere and then you move up into a leadership position. So naturally, what else expands with your role? Your ego. Ah, I'm a leader now. I'm the manager. I get to call the shots. Well, real leadership comes in when those work in the opposite directions. As you become a leader, your ego has to drop. Uh, it's got to go down because ultimately, if you've got a big ego and, and you know, you're going to be this big hotshot person, that ain't going to go too far uh, because there again, you're responsible for everybody else's actions. And that is the one thing, you know, as we've grown and expanded, Alan, you know, pointed out, the one thing that we, you know, have to work on is especially in our industry because there are a lot of places out there and you can ask guys who have worked different places and heck even maybe yourself you know where there were no leaders in whatever organization they worked in there were only managers and those people were only managers because someone told them that you're in charge and they acted like it like it was a dictatorship uh i think what you learn real quick as a leader uh, it is not a dictatorship at all. Uh, it is what is best for the team. How are we going to get there? And there again, servant leadership. How am I going to serve the team so that we accomplish our goal? That is a very tough thing for people to grasp um, because it is natural to think, oh, I got a promotion. I'm a leader now. Uh, it doesn't quite work like that. There's a lot of internal uh, self-talk that goes on in your head. And I think where organizations, where teams get off, off track is when one person, even that leader, thinks they're bigger than the team. Regardless of if you're a leader, uh, you're just one of the team. You're just, as the article states, a resource. Um, and there again, you've got a little more responsibility in that uh, you're responsible for the actions of everybody on the team. You know, I always look at this as the leader, uh, when you look at like an organizational chart, you've got, you know, the, you've got manager, then all the people that are underneath the manager. I always kind of look at it as the leader is on the same level as everybody else. So just like everybody in this company, is on the same level. There again, there's, there's chain of command, obviously. We've got to have a little bit of that. Someone's got to go to someone else to, you know, uh, just get general operations done. 
But when it comes to leadership, everybody's on the same level. It just so happens that other, some people have different sets of skills than other people. Some people are better at things than other people. Well, it's your job to influence everybody that you can that that's applicable to. You know, If you're really, really great at answering the phone, well, regardless of if you're the manager or not, it's your job to teach everybody in here that answers the phone how to answer the phone really great. You know, if you're really good at installing furnaces, well, that doesn't make you higher up than anybody else. It just makes you have more responsibility that you've got to teach other people how to do that. And to me, when you can really flatline out an organizational chart and realize that everybody, there's no, this person's better than this person or whatever it may be, um, but you may be put in a situation to where you need to lead others. And I think that that is the key that everybody's a leader. It's just a matter of if you want to help others makes you more of a leader. So it's really your choice if you want to become a leader. Uh, there again, some people say, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just a, just a technician just rolling around out here in my van. You don't think you can be a leader? You can't text somebody, you can't call somebody, you can't help out a younger guy, you can't help out the ladies in the office, provide feedback that you know helps us answer the phone better or helps in accounting or whatever it may be. Yeah, you can. And the fun part about my job is I get to see that. Um, you know, we've got guys right now all over the place and, and, and even gals that are the amount of problems that get solved on a daily basis because it's like, hey, there's a better solution for this. I just went ahead and we're just doing that now. <laughs> awesome. You know, if it helps, that sounds like a plan to me. Uh, you know, I, I don't have time to, you know, look into that. That If you think that's better, then I trust you. Let's, let's move on. Let's go forward. And there again, that comes, that, that comes back to how much ownership how much responsibility do you want to take for your own actions? Do you want to step out and, and, and really put yourself out there to say, hey, I'm really confident in what I can do, and I think I can help somebody else. I think I can lift somebody else up um, to a new level. At that point in time, regardless of what your quote-unquote title is, you're a leader. Um, and I think we've all seen here that the more leaders we have, the more people that we have that are willing to step out and help people, um, the better off everybody is. Um, and like Alan pointed out, that's how we grow. Uh, we grow because uh, people want to help people. You know, there was a time when, when Alan wasn't the field su supervisor, but I know for a fact he helped people, a lot of people. They called him all the time. How do I fix this? How do I get this? How, how's this work? Well, there again, if he wouldn't have been available, we wouldn't have the staff that we have now. But he was. He was a leader. Even though, his, even though he was a quote-unquote service tech in his own van, didn't come into the office much, he was a leader. And to me, that is what drives things forward. Uh, because you can't have just one leader in an organization. It's gonna be very tough, especially as it grows, for them to come in contact and lead everybody. 
uh, it, it just doesn't work like that. So that's when you need other people to step up and lead and be that resource uh, for, for people. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the one thing when it comes to, you know, uh, it said um, here and here, uh, leaders create leaders. So there again, as you reach out and help people, uh, the, the one tip that I will give you is, um, and, and I give you this tip because I'm working on it myself. Uh, this is my biggest goal for this year is to develop, and, and much like we talked about the article, is to get better at allowing people to self-discover solutions rather than tell them, hey, this is what we ought to do. Hey, you should do it this way. Hey, I think we ought to do this. Is more so asking the question, what do you think we should do? Well, what would that look like if we did it like that? There again, leaders creating leaders. If we have a bunch of managers running around here just telling people what to do, what are those people going to do? Whatever that manager says. Are they ever going to grow? No. Why? Because they never have to think. They've never got to go outside their comfort zone and grow. Uh, if we all just stay within our confines and follow a procedure uh, of A, then B, then C, then D, then E, then F, we're just going to be like robots. Or we can challenge each other. Well, I don't know. Even if you know the answer, I don't know. How would you do it? You think that's a good idea? Should we change it? Is there a better solution? Probably. So let's figure it out together. Challenge somebody. There again, it's uncomfortable at first, and the person that you tell that to will probably be uncomfortable the first time that you tell them that. But fight through it. Yeah, what would you think? There again, more times than not, they have the right answer. But the power of them being able to give you that right answer as opposed to you telling them makes all the difference in the world. And it's very easy from a, uh, from a position that, that is viewed more as a manager type that you report to or whatever it is, it's very easy for them to just say, well, let's just do it like this, you know, out of the necessity for speed. Let's just get it done. We just got to go do it. As opposed to taking a little extra time and, and letting someone fail, letting someone self-discover what is the proper solution. Failure is not always a bad thing. I, can, I would imagine that we all can point to times that we failed and we hope to never do it again, but we sure as heck learned. We know not to do it again. Whereas if someone is just guiding you through life and never lets you experience anything, well, you're never going to grow. Uh, and the minute that I don't guide you through every little step, the minute that I don't do that, then you're really gonna fail because you have no sense of what it's like to make a decision because you're still at the same exact level you were when you first started. You never grew. So think about what you're doing. I often talk about <clears throat> when it comes to what you are doing to help other people. 
and I know you guys probably get sick and tired of hearing me say it, but you can, the more that you help somebody, the more that you help yourself, the more that you're able to do more things. Uh, you know, everyone's crunched for time and I can't do enough stuff. Well, the best way that I found to get more done is to teach somebody how to do it or let them discover how to do it. If we never taught any of our, if, if Kenny never taught any of our younger installers how to install, uh, he'd have a lot of install jobs to do because he'd be the only one that knew how to install a furnace. Um, but uh, he is a prime example of what happens when you're able to teach. Uh, he's got, I don't know how many guys have, ran, have been under him that are now lead guys uh, that install their own furnaces now. Well, I can guarantee you, I won't put them on the spot, but I can guarantee you he lets them self-discover and screw up things. Now, he's right there to make sure that, you know, it's fixed before we leave, but he lets them do it, lets them screw up. You put it in. You figure it out. Let me know what questions you got. There again, he's growing people. Um, he's allowing them to, to fail. Um, he's empowering them. And when people are empowered, when they figure out things on their own, when they move from one point where they once were viewed to have a weakness to now that's more of a strength, then they truly grow. If the people that you are leading, if you uncover at the very beginning that they have a set of skills and it, their skills are one through eight, and we just rely on that person to use their strengths, those eight strengths that we've identified at the beginning, then they're really never gonna grow as a person, unfortunately. Because if we continue to rely on our strengths and never identify our weakness, and try to get better at it, you can't really grow as a person. You can try to do more with your strength, but really, in all actuality, does that really make you grow? You just, you know, like you increased your capacity, which is cool, but you know, uh, it would be better to work on things that maybe you're not so good at. Um, maybe if you got better, could you help somebody? That is our biggest mission here, is to grow people. And I can tell you we've had a lot of success with it, um, which is a lot of fun. Um, the, the next level is can we compound that? And can we have people like yourselves who are showing up on a Saturday voluntarily to learn and to grow? I hope that I'm finding a weakness in your game, uh, something that you can better yourself at. Because ultimately, if you take that and you apply it, we're going to be better. Um, and, and, and the better we are, uh, the smoother we run, the more opportunity there is for everybody. And we've seen that firsthand. Um, we have so many more positions and opportunities than we've had in the past simply because people have taken it upon themselves to help other people. And to me, that is the essence of a great company, is people helping people. We help our customers, 
But ultimately, when we help each other, we can help a whole hell of a lot more customers. And I think we'd all agree that I'd rather our guys out in their house than anybody else's in the city. I've seen some of their work. I've seen ours. It's better. So there again, take that as you are, if you are in a leadership position, understand the ego has to lower. There is no ego anymore. You might as well just get rid of it. That'd be the best, that'd be the best solution. You can get your ego when your team does well. Not ego when it looks like, oh, these people report to me. Because ultimately, you're serving them, and that's the only way that you're going to get anything done. If someone's not doing something right, it's probably your fault. If something's not going right, it's probably your fault. Why? Because you're there to serve. You're there to help people. And if you can understand that concept, your leadership and your capability of leading others will go through the roof. It will. Because at that point in time, if you come from a place of wanting to help everybody that you come in contact with, whether it be something that, you know, I don't really have any knowledge of that, but you know, if I was a customer, I would think this. Okay, well, that's helping somebody make a decision. So always come from that perspective, uh, and, and you will be a leader that this company, any company, you know, that you choose to work for, uh, you will have a positive experience, and you will have more opportunity than the rest because it is those who move and grow that are willing to deal with not gaining all the glory, uh, not doing um, you know, things out of self-interest. Well, how does that help me? Well, I don't wanna do that, so maybe someone else can. Well, that's all fine, but you're gonna get stagnant real, real quick. So. When you can come from a place and want to help people, uh, when you take extreme ownership of your accountability and your position as a leader, you will be remarkable. Um, and you can be a leader not just here at work. You can be a leader everywhere in life. And that's truly where you break through because when your entire life is aligned around helping others, then you can truly do some, some special things. Because at that point in time, there is no, more, there is no such thing as work-life balance. You don't need it, because you do the same thing regardless of where you're at. If your principal is helping, you're always helping. You just happen to help at work, or at home, or in your community, or at your church, or you know, wherever it is, that's where you're at. And you're not gonna want any balance there. Balance is for people who don't have their personal life and their work life aligned. Well, if you just view work as coming in and clocking in and punching out, 
Well, that's a, you, you spend the vast majority of your week here. But if you come from a place of, you know what? I'm gonna try to help somebody today. I'm gonna see if I can't help so-and-so. I know they're needing some help. They're struggling a little bit. Can I, can I pick them up? When you do that, that becomes a lot more enjoyable. And if we've all got to go to work, it better be enjoyable. And if it's not, I'm telling you, if you switch your mindset to helping others, it will become enjoyable. Uh, you'll get that ego buzz off of seeing somebody else succeed because you helped them. Because they didn't know a day ago, but they now know today. And they're better off for it. And they're hopefully going to return the favor and go help somebody else with whatever it is their skill set is. Thank you.